The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Diversion Audio. A note. This episode contains descriptions of violence and torture that may be disturbing for some audiences. Please take care in listening. This series is based on historical characters and real events. Some dialogue has been imagined for dramatic purposes when no primary source material is available. has been again overrun by two of the great powers which held her in bondage for 150 years but were unable to quench the spirit of the Polish nation. After Germany conquered Poland on September 27, 1939, just 26 days after they invaded, Hitler announced his plans to continue westward, setting his sights directly on France. It seemed at first that many French were unbothered. The severity of the news took some time to sink in. Germany's goals seemed impossible, but Virginia Hall was hesitant to write off the Nazis' power so flippantly. In the early days, this became the subject of much debate. What Hitler wants is impossible, Virginia. It doesn't matter if it's impossible, Claire. People are dying. And they will keep dying so long as the Nazis believe the so-called impossible is possible. No, I am not saying we shouldn't fight. We should. I just 
Things that, given what my brother has told me, the Germans aren't a true threat. It doesn't mean we shouldn't squash them if they manage to cross the border. A victorious nation still counts their dead. Oh, you don't have to be so preachy, Virginia. Do you want to fight? Well, I think we should. They won't allow it. Then we find a way. I'm Stephen Talty, and from Diversion, this is Good Assassins Season 2. Being killed would be the easy part. Being tortured would be the hard part. Our intel suggests she is behind many of the prison bricks all over the country. She is dangerous. So sabotage, plus a little espionage, paramilitary operations make things blow up. A message for Captain Barbie. I believe I have found the nest of the limping lady. Episode 2, The Death of Old Lives. Exhausted by the debates and weeks of inaction, Virginia Hall and her best friend, Claire de Latour, decided to enlist in one of the few ways women could at the time, by joining the Service Sanitaire de l'Armée, an organization akin to the Red Cross that provided medical assistance to French soldiers on the battlefield. Being an ambulance driver was widely seen by French women at the time as the most militarized role they were allowed to have because the French army did not allow women to join until just days before the collapse of the French army. That's Andrew Orr, a professor who runs the Institute for Military History at Kansas State University. And so someone like Hall is engaged in the the outer edge of what the French will let a woman get away with in terms of national defense. So this was a group of very highly motivated women who were pushing the boundaries of what they could get away with to help defend against Nazi Germany. It would be a grueling endeavor and it would separate them totally from the peaceful lives they'd been living before. In just four weeks, Virginia and Claire were given basic medical training, learning how to apply tourniquets and bandages on some of the worst wartime injuries recorded in human history. They were supposed to work in the echoes of gunfire long after the battle was over, but often found themselves closer to firefights and exploding shells than they ever expected. They were also given self-defense lessons, but no weapons. Guns were in short supply and out of the question for civilians. Only soldiers carried guns. Instead, Virginia kept a knife on her and learned to use it in secret, aided by the wounded soldiers she rescued. At the end of their training, Virginia and Claire were given jobs as ambulance drivers and stationed near the Maginot Line. They were about to witness hell. It's not like they were turning on lights and sirens and going seven minutes down the street to your local hospital, right? These ambulance rides were often long. They're going super slow because the roads are terrible. That's Dr. Justin Barr, the surgeon and historian of medical military history from episode one. 
Sometimes they're actively getting shot at by the Germans, and so you're dodging artillery shells yourself. It's not like it's a nice little spring-loaded ambulance, right? These people are just piled in the back of the truck, which is bouncing on potholes, so they're screaming because their legs are broken. So every time you go over a pothole, some poor kid behind you is shouting out in pain. Uh, so I'm sure it had a tremendous psychiatric toll on, on the drivers. On top of that, Virginia found it tough to drive with a prosthetic leg. Though she had grown used to it over the years, she struggled to manage the speed of the car and the weight needed to push down the accelerator. Virginia began tending to men, not unlike herself, applying tourniquet after tourniquet to bloodied stumps and mangled limbs. She hoped she could bring some solace to them, displaying an able-bodied role model who was still on the battlefield, serving the country. Instead, most of the men felt like she was patronizing them. Old Steve, don't crash, you'll make it worse. In her preparation, Virginia was trained specifically with saving lives. The rehabilitation aspect of recovery was a second thought. We can't do anything for them once they're shot up. Get them home, and they're on their own. It only took a few months for the work to become overwhelming, both physically and emotionally. Virginia and Claire found their dreams haunted by the dislocated bones and missing limbs of the blood-soaked soldiers they loaded into their trucks. Their clothes and aprons existed in a perpetual state of lingering gore. Virginia found the pace of the work dehumanizing. In these major battles, they could drop off a thousand patients at your doorstep and and you have, you have to get through them as, as efficiently as possible. And patients would die waiting to have surgery because you can only move so fast. Rarely did she learn these men's names, but she heard their screams in her dreams. And news across Europe kept looking bleaker and bleaker. Hitler added another to his bag of small nations today, the fifth in 14 months, when the Dutch army laid down its arms everywhere except in the extreme southwestern part of the country. And this week, the king of the Belgians, as commander-in-chief of the Belgian forces, made an unconditional surrender on behalf of his troops. Holland surrendered to Germany on May 14th and Belgium on May 28th. Every Nazi victory stripped Virginia's morale and increased the odds of a German triumph over France. But on May 30th, 1940, Virginia's volunteer work as an ambulance driver became much more personal. Working in a medical tent in the hot sun, she encountered a man whose entire head was bandaged, blood seeping through the gauze. I'll take this one, doctor. Don't bother. Get that one down at the end there. There's already blood coming through. It won't take me long to wrap it. Ah, I said don't bother. He took a shell to his face. There's nothing there. He still has a pulse. Oh, you didn't hear what I said? He took a goddamn shell to the face. He's got nothing there to save. No eyes, no nose. Get down to the end of the line. 
Where are his tags? I already have them. Uh, Jean-Paul de Latour. <gasps> What's his name? Latour. Now get down to the end of the line. Inside the man's boot, Virginia found a photo. Laughing happily at the camera was a handsome young man in uniform. Standing next to him, laughing just as happily, blonde hair ruffled by a breeze, was Claire. And there in the tent, just feet away from Virginia, Claire's brother died just a few minutes later. It wouldn't be long before Germany could declare yet another victory, and Virginia's patience was being pushed to a breaking point. She wanted to do more. She wanted to face the Nazis head on. After the break, Virginia's frustrations bubble up in a more public setting. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And within just a few days, the Germans have actually pierced through a natural barrier, the, the forests of the Ardennes region, which no one was defending. The French were on the Maginot Line, a lot of the British forces were kind of towards the coast on the Belgian border. No one was expecting this to happen in the Ardennes. That's Dr. Ludovin Brock, a senior lecturer at the University of Westminster who specializes in World War II French history. And then they just, they create this whole gap, this hole in the Ardennes, and then they just start pouring, pouring in. In the photographs, you just see lines and lines and lines of tanks coming into France. And the problem is that neither the French nor the British can counterattack. 
The French resistance has collapsed and the Maginot Line has been broken, destroying all French resistance. Paris is an open city. A really important move during this May to June period is the arrival of a man called Philippe Pétain, Marshal Philippe Pétain, into the French government. He is a military hero from the First World War. He saved the French at Verdun. So having him on board with any decision was going to be very important because the French people really respected him. He was a military hero, like a real hero. But Pétain, once he's there in this inner circle, he also comes to the decision that it is best to lay down arms. On June 13, 1940, Paris was declared an open city. The Germans had successfully invaded France, sending the capital government of Paris fleeing 140 miles to the town of Tours. Virginia increasingly believed her efforts to save wounded soldiers were in vain. Over the course of a few days, she watched as French forces began to surrender, with Chief of State Philippe Poton issuing a countrywide broadcast on June 19th. The broadcast ended with these words, translated from the French. Last night, I spoke with our adversary and asked if they were prepared to help me between soldiers after the fight, with honor intact, to find a way in which to end the hostilities. France became part of Germany's empire. France's armistice allowed them to continue operating under new stipulations. Germany would occupy three-fifths of the country and have influence within the French government. And so with that, the new authoritarian Vichy regime, with Bataan at its helm, was born. And one of the first things that he does is put in statutes to exclude people from certain professions, exclude people who aren't French, and especially exclude Jews, for instance. So the Jews are no longer to exercise certain professions as of October 1940. And all of these are not forced by the Germans. They also come from actually a, a kind of xenophobia and anti-Semitism which had been um, swelling over the course of the 1930s in France. Virginia couldn't ignore the rampant anti-Semitism coming from the Vichy government, French citizens, and the occupying Nazis anymore. On top of that, the Service Sanitaire de l'Armée was soon disbanded and Virginia found herself once again without a job. With more and more Frenchmen becoming new recruits in the German army, she decided to leave for Great Britain, where she would plot against the Nazis in relative safety. Is anyone seated there, miss? The train ride to London proved fateful for Virginia Hall. It was there she met an Englishman named George Bellows. Uh, uh, no. No, you're welcome to it. Ah, bless you. Hmm, rather nasty business, isn't it? What? Well, uh, the state of everything, I suppose. It's nice to see somebody living in reality. You wouldn't believe the amount of people I come across who seem to think this is all some sort of unfortunate phase, as though occupations just 
dwindle away on their own. I don't know when I'll visit again. I used to spend all my summers in Paris. But the city isn't what it was with these jerrys afoot. I can't bear it myself. And of course, the French would rather blame the Depression. Anything to keep the word fascism out of their mouths. Oh, I'm sorry. I promise, I usually have a sense of humor whenever the world isn't ending. Oh, no, please. You're in the company of a kindred spirit. I just don't know how it happened. In the beginning, everywhere I went, there was such a united front against Hitler. And then he appears on our doorstep, and suddenly we have the same enemies? Well, I can't tell you how many friends I've watched go from staunchly anti-fascist to throwing out any Jew who comes into their store. You're going to London now? Yes. I could use a breather in a place where the air isn't stiff. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Um, hmm. I'd like to give you the name of a friend of mine. When you arrive, look up Mrs. Tipton at her boarding house. I believe you will find in her excellent company. When Virginia arrived in London, she followed Bellow's suggestions, taking a room at the boarding house of Mrs. Tipton and quickly becoming friends with what turned out to be a fascinating radical woman. In between rants about dictators and anti-Semites, Mrs. Tipton served tea and eggs, offering Virginia a modicum of normalcy in her uprooted life. But that normalcy, of course, was quickly shattered. In a new and horrible stage of the conflict, the Nazis took their war right into the heart of London. More after the break. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. On September 7, 1940, Germany began to bomb London. The sirens gave little warning, but just enough for Virginia and her neighbors in the boarding house to find shelter in the basement. Outside, hell rained down from above, obliterating street corners and setting massive fires to chains of homes. Here's one Londoner's experience. Now, I distinctly remember being in the shelter hearing a rush of wind followed by this noise that was the most deafening, frightening noise I'd ever heard in my life followed by a sensation of the whole of your body being compressed in Virginia found herself huddled between strangers, gripping their hands and holding on for dear life as the ceiling threatened to give way. She could practically see the bomb breaching, slicing through the roof like it was sheet cake and landing at her feet just before detonating. She pictured her own complete eradication, wiped from existence in the moment it would take her to gasp. While she had grown somewhat accustomed to the bombings of fields and plains in her work as an ambulance driver, the surreality of the city setting made the entire event feel more like a dream, or rather, a nightmare. But while the attack went on for hours, the dreaded bomb she envisioned never dropped through the roof. When the assault ended, Virginia took on a new identity that of the survivor. It would be an identity she maintained for the remainder of her life, but was forged over the following 57 consecutive nights as the bombs came again. When those first attacks subsided, the English pressed on, attempting normalcy again. They continued going to their jobs, raising their families, and attending church, always keeping one eye on the sky, but refusing to capitulate to Hitler's threats. On January 14, 1941, Virginia made a trek out to a cocktail party of one Ms. Vera Atkins, an anti-fascist sympathizer. She'd been given Vera's name by George Bellows, the English guy she had befriended on her train ride into London. There, at Vera's party, Virginia made a bit of a name for herself among the guests. And I'll say again what I have said to George a dozen times. The reason for the war is not simply a response to the economy. Hitler has targeted a group of people, men, women, and children, 
and he's scapegoating them. He is a conspiratorial, evil man who understands that people must be united in their hatred of something. And so he's picked an innocent people, a people he's effectively slaughtering by the thousands and proclaimed they are the problem. He's calling his conquests of Poland and France financial successes, but the people of those countries live in poverty and misery. Hitler is not just an evil man. He's a fraud, a shameless fraud. And the sooner he's taken care of, the sooner we can return Europe to a prosperous continent. What Virginia didn't know was that their host, Vera Atkins, was a very well-connected woman. And she didn't hold these parties just to entertain. She admired Virginia's openness, her strength, and her perspective, her knowledge of France and capacity for language. Virginia displayed all the hallmarks of an individual who could be seen as exceptionally useful in a time of war. And so, after everyone had gone home later that evening, Vera sat at her desk and typed up a memo. I have encountered a most interesting prospect. A woman whom I believe could make a valuable asset, requesting permission to bring her into the fold. Listen to episode three right now. You have a pattern of disloyalty, my son. Have you also been disloyal to Germany? Not only does the French police help with a mass roundup of over 10,000 Jews in July 1942, but it also transports Jews who were interned into camps in the south of France in the free zone. We know you are in there. Do not resist. Claus Barbie was the head of the Gestapo in Lyon in 1943. So by this point, the situation in France is pretty bad, it's quite tense. Herr Alesh, it is good to finally meet you. Heil Hitler. If you have any questions for us about Good Assassins, If you're curious about some aspect of Virginia Hall's story or have any comments on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at goodassassins at diversionaudio.com. Make sure you spell assassins correctly. Again, that's goodassassins at diversionaudio.com. We'll try to answer your questions on a future episode. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at diversionpods. Good Assassins is a production of Diversion Audio in association with iHeart Podcasts. This season is hosted by Stephen Talty and written by C.D. Carpenter. Produced and directed by Kevin Thompson for Real Jetpacks Productions. Story editing by Jacob Bronstein with editorial direction from Scott Waxman. Additional research and reporting by Sophie McNulty. Theme music by Tyler Cash. Featuring the voices of Michaela Izquierdo, Rafael Corkill, Lena Klingeman, John Pierkis, Andrew Polk, Orla Cassidy, Manuel Falciano, Sean Gormley, Matthew Ament, and Steve Routman. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Paul Goodrich. Sound editing by Justin Kilpatrick. Executive producers Jacob Bronstein, Mark Francis, and Scott Waxman for Diversion Audio. 
Diversion Audio. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.